And so we move on to chapter 8 of Romans now. Uh, you remember these five, uh, four chapters, Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8, are Paul's description of life in the kingdom of grace. Freedom from the judgment of God from wrath in chapter 5, freedom from the identity and condemnation and judgment of sin, chapter 6, freedom from the judgment of the law and the perfectionism of the law, and then freedom, chapter 8, freedom from the power of death. That's what we're going to look at throughout this uh, chapter. It's an enormously beautiful chapter, full of encouragement and, and richness, and um, I hope you'll join me every day to listen and uh, explore it with me. Uh, this is Colin Cook and How It Happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel here in the book of Romans. We explore this book about every year or so, and uh, as we do, our faith is trained. We grow most uh, strongly in God and trusting in Him and knowing we have access to His home and to His uh, to His heart through His Son, Jesus Christ, and the work that Christ has done for us. You can listen any time of the day or night to this program. Simply download a free app, SoundCloud or Spotify or Podbean, and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. Or you can listen on the radio, uh, uh, that is AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT. Now, there are some general things to say about uh, chapter 8 and, and its relation to chapter 7 uh, before we move on. There's an enormous um, delusion or mistake among Christians that chapter 7 of Romans is uh, the life of the, in the flesh and uh, the carnal heart and mind, and chapter 8 is life in the spirit. And so we want to move out of Romans 7, uh, life in the flesh, uh, and move into chapter 8, life in the spirit. That is really quite a mistake. The, the message of chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8 are four wonderful perspectives on the same life and experience, freedom from God's judgment, reconciled to his heart, as I said in chapter 5, and freedom from the identity and judgment of sin in chapter 6, and freedom from the law in regard to its condemnation and uh, the fact that it reveals to us that we have fallen far short of the demands of the law, all of that we are freed from by faith in Christ's atoning sacrifice. So you see, life in uh, the, that is, life in the kingdom of grace is freed from this judgment of the law and the demands of the law. That is a spiritual experience that we have. Paul says in that chapter that we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So that shows you that Paul is talking about the present life. And I mentioned uh, also in this uh, chapter 7 that uh, um, when Paul says that uh, I don't know what I'm doing, for I know, know uh, that 
in me that is in my flesh nothing good dwells, for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. That is the present life of the Christian. We we are devoted to God, of course, and we perform wonderful new works with God through Christ and the aid of the Holy Spirit, but we're nevertheless broken down sinners, and we still don't do things right and uh, get it all correct, and we still fall in our temptation sometimes. And so uh, this is still speaking about the real Christian life. That's why Paul says later, um, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He thanks God that he's delivered from all this judgment. Nevertheless, he says that with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. He recognizes the conflict within our human experience as we are Christians, nevertheless living in a broken humanity. uh, It doesn't work properly for us. So that, you see, is still the present life of the Christian, Romans 7. So we don't think in terms of, well, let's get out of the flesh in chapter 7 and move into the Spirit in chapter 8. The fact is that we live in the flesh in chapter 7, but we also live in the Spirit, as described in chapter 8. And understanding that makes us real Christians instead of these artificial Christians who simply want to appear so holy and godly uh, and not mention all the ungodly things that are still present in their lives. And so they become uh, a bit of a fake. And that is what we want to uh, avoid falling trap into in uh, understanding Romans 7 and 8. So um, let's start with uh, uh, simply the first verse. I may do some more generalizations uh, later on uh, uh, in another broadcast, but notice right away what he says. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now notice this. There is therefore. Whenever Paul says therefore, you want to ask, What is the therefore there for? And it's there because he's concluding chapter 7. Let me remind you what it says in chapter 7, the ending there. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, verse 1 of chapter 8 is a continuity, a continuation rather, of the verses of the thoughts in the latter part of chapter 7. Don't be fooled by the chapter divisions. There are no chapter divisions in the original writing that Paul is uh, uh, giving us here. Those are just for our convenience to know where to find things. So try to ignore them for the uh, most part when you're trying to understand the flow of thought. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
What an incredibly wonderful thing that's, uh, that is. He's going right back to chapter 5, that there is no condemnation because God has taken away his judgment. Uh, verse five, uh, verse 1, you remember, of chapter 5, Therefore, having been justified, that is, declared innocent, by faith in Christ, by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know, we're all struggling with one thing or another, whether it's a sin or an addiction, whether it's worry or anxiety, whether it's troubles in the world in regard to our family or our job or our finances. Uh, there's always trouble. And the temptation is to think that there is trouble because I've done wrong. There is trouble because God is not pleased with me. There is trouble because I'm not being blessed. We need to throw those things out of the window, those thoughts, get them out of our minds by faith in God, because as Paul has learned, he rejoices in trouble. Remember when we, again, going back to chapter 5, he says in uh, verse 3, and not only that, but we also glory, rejoice, congratulate ourselves, that means, in troubles, in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And so Paul, you see, has come to this enormously vital realization that condemnation is over. There is no more of it. No matter how much you struggle, no matter how much you fail at the present time, but you bounce back by faith, there is no condemnation. And Paul has a, a beautiful thing to say about this in uh, first, is it, no, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in regard to his own troubles. He says in verse 7, But we have this treasure, this treasure of faith and, and, and the truth about Christ as our righteousness. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. We are hard-pressed, now listen to this, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. That's the attitude of the man or woman of faith who knows that there is no condemnation in Christ. I mean, haven't you been hard-pressed even today or this week? Haven't you been perplexed, utterly confused, wondering, why is this happening to me? Hasn't that happened recently for you? Haven't you been persecuted? Maybe not um, for your faith, uh, although uh, that day will come, presumably, but uh, persecuted by troubles around you, misunderstandings in the family, situations at work, all kinds of difficulties. And haven't you been struck down sometimes in the sense of utterly flawed and discouraged and overwhelmed? And yet Paul says, nevertheless, we're not crushed. We are not in despair. We are not forsaken. And we are not destroyed. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Now, how in the world can somebody conclude that kind of thing? Only when he knows that God has given the gift of Christ 
as a sort of replacement for ourselves or our self, our sense of self, that in Christ we are righteous, counted as righteous, even though in ourselves we're broken down. In Christ we are counted as reconciled to the Father, even though there's a lot of changing that has to go on in our lives yet. In Christ we are counted as resurrected, even though we see troubles and death-like situations all around us. Do you see, Paul thinks like this because he know he knows who Christ is for him. There is therefore now no condemnation. And let's say another thing about therefore before we close this program today. There is therefore now no condemnation because Paul has talked the whole of chapter 7 about freedom from law. That is dead to the law, dead to its judgments, dead to its demands, dead to to its accusations that we are not good enough because we have not conformed to the law. We are dead to all of that by the fact that Christ took our judgment upon himself in his own death, and therefore there is no condemnation. So you lift up your heart every day by faith. You thank God that you are reconciled to his heart. You thank God for the peace that exists in Christ for you on your behalf, and you refuse condemnation, you can speak into your mind and say, no, I will not accept it because Christ is my righteousness. Funds are really quite low in the uh, FaithQuest budget at the moment, and if you would like to help to boost uh, the income, uh, it would be very, very much appreciated. Summer months are always uh, more difficult for ministries, so if you would like to make a donation to keep the broadcast going, then thank you. Send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Thank you very much for all your support then, and I'll see you next time. Cheerio and God bless.